0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: Warning, there are some bad words in this episode.
2: We FaceTime my mum, she's in London. And one day, hi, mum was sitting on the couch and behind her was a picture of the earth being flat. She had decided that she was a flat earther. She felt like finally she had found the truth and that she didn't have to pretend anymore. And I said, if you really believe that the world is flat, why don't you go to the end of the world and see what's there? And that's when she said that because there are people with machine guns standing around the edge of the earth and they kill you if you get near...
1: Welcome to Days Like These. We're a show about the biggest little stories of the strange times we're living in. A time when bullshit can spread faster than a virus. It's just a reality now. Fake news and conspiracy theories are everywhere. It's no longer a question of what is this stuff and where does it come from. But how do we live with it? Our reporter Alex Lollback has been talking to Casey Edwards... She's a writer and journalist living with her family in Melbourne. And I've got to say, Alex, I identify with some of what Casey said. I have some people in my own life who have tendencies toward conspiracy theory. Right.
0: I feel like we all know one to some degree or another. One minute you read about a ridiculous idea on the internet and the next it's tumbling rapidly out of the mouth of a relative at a family dinner. What sticks out to me here is that it's Casey's mum. And when she needed that mother-daughter relationship more than ever in 2020, Casey realised it went much further than just a flat-earth poster.
2: I had seen in the media that there was a flat-earth convention. It was the first one in the UK and it had made international headlines. And I found out that my mum actually went to that convention and she spoke at it. She invited all her fellow flat earthers to come around to her house and have tea and discuss the truth that they all knew themselves. Mum said that um, she felt for the first time in her life that she'd found her tribe, people where she really belonged and she felt like she had come out. It was her coming out moment.
0: Casey's mum is a retired maths teacher and historically, Casey would place her mum on the leftish side of the political spectrum, but never anywhere near the extreme end. She was community-minded, aware of the greater good, and her mum respected science and rational thought. About seven years ago, Casey's mum remarried. A slightly nutty but harmless British guy.
2: When she married him, I'm quite sure she didn't have these conspiracy theories, but he probably did. We always thought that he was quirky and had some funny ideas about things. We found out that he cut holes in his shoes so the earth energy could penetrate his body as he walked. Now, cutting holes in your shoes when you live in London seems like a really odd thing to do, but... He's not hurting anyone, and if that's what he wants to do, then good on him. I thought, isn't it lovely that there's someone in the world for everyone, and that they found each other, and that they are compatible in in their eccentricities?
0: Her mum might have had her eccentric moments while Casey was growing up, but in every other way, it seemed to Casey she had a pretty typical suburban Australian childhood.
2: I grew up in Brisbane. I have two brothers, a twin brother and another brother who is two years older than me. My mum and dad were both teachers. But things changed
0: when Casey was in her late 20s.
2: My dad left my mum and mum completely fell apart. I was living in Holland at the time and I came back to help her, to put her life back together. and. I was the one who encouraged her to go backpacking because she was living a rather dreary suburban life and had given up a lot to be the perfect mother to her three children. So this was her opportunity to go and live life. So she went backpacking to Europe and spent some time in London nannying and then she met her now husband. And she's absolutely happy with him in a way that she never was with my dad. But it's been the last two years where the conspiracy theories have absolutely taken over her life.
0: Can you describe what your relationship was like with mum before she started believing in conspiracies?
2: I would speak to my mum At least once a week, uh, very often, multiple times. She was an extremely involved grandmother. She would read to my girls, chat to them. My girls would want to call Granny because they really enjoyed that time with her. And I really valued that relationship.
0: The Flat Earth Convention a couple of years ago was a kind of conspiracy gateway drug for Casey's mum.
2: The Holocaust wasn't real.
0: It led to conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory.
2: My brother lives in Germany and my mum was going to visit him. And it is illegal to deny the Holocaust in Germany, not to mention it is extremely offensive. Then came anti vaccing The vaccine for HPV and my mum sent a book and sent many articles talking about there's all these terrible side effects and it actually causes cancer. The list goes on. September 11, that was an Inside John oh. bombings. All those people who died, they were played by actors. The royal family are all dead and they're all being played by actors. Michelle Obama is a Melinda man. Gates is dead and is being played by an actor. They're all coming back to me now.
0: And as a journalist... Some of these conspiracy theories get pretty close to the bone for Casey.
2: She has said to me that everybody in the media is told to write what they write. And I said to her, Mum, I've worked in the media for a decade and no one has once told me to write what I write. And she said that's not true. And the reason I'm lying to her is that I know that I'll be killed if I write the truth. Every single person in the mainstream media is a handmaiden to the world government, and that the only media that can be trusted is the Russian media, which is just extraordinary. It's like, why Russia? Is it a disease?
1: Is it 5G? This means you don't Holy understand this.
2: It's not just one conspiracy theory, it's all of them. That's why I say she's been radicalised. It's a completely different way of viewing the world.
0: You don't know the symptoms of it. We it's don't kill have switch. freedom of speech.
1: Anything we see on Facebook is deleted. Delete. protesters. Communication from these conspiracy theorists. <laughs> it is complete nonsense.
0: Over time, Casey's mum's conspiracy theories have simultaneously become more interconnected and more ominous, but also more contradictory of each other.
2: She said that contrails coming out of aeroplanes are full of chemicals that deliberately make us sick. So we need medication to fill the coffers of Big Pharma. Sometimes she tells me that coronavirus is caused by contrails. Then there's no coronavirus at all, and it's all a hoax. Then coronavirus is caused by the 5G towers. And then coronavirus is real, but it's not very serious. So we've got contrails, we've got 5G towers, we've got it's not real, and we've got it doesn't exist at all. So all four of those conspiracy theories seem to coexist in my mother's head at one time.
0: What has been the impact of a year like 2020 on your mum?
2: Prior to the coronavirus, my mum had some crazy ideas, but she still had friends. She still had relationships with me and her grandchildren, and she was still able to talk about other things. Since the coronavirus, she can only talk about conspiracy theories, and I think part of this is a result of lockdown. She is lonely and bored and she has spent so much time just disappearing down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories. It's a lot easier for her to believe that somebody is in control, even with malicious intent. I think that's an easier concept than dealing with all of the unknown that 2020 has brought us. What was the last interaction you had with your mum? Um, The last time was when my daughter needed some help with long division. And my mum is a very good maths teacher. And I thought this was an opportunity to have a connection with my mum that wasn't going to be about conspiracy theories. So I got my daughter to FaceTime her. We were set up on the table with the maths book and the pencil and the rubber. But
0: her mum turned the maths tutoring into a lesson about lockdown. And the 11-year-old was bombarded with her grandmother's claims that the coronavirus is a hoax.
2: When I moved the conversation onto maths and then as soon as the maths was over, I ended the call and I haven't contacted her since and she hasn't contacted me since either. I think the grandparent-grandchild relationship is so important for children to have that. And I now feel really, really sad that my girls are missing out on that. I go from being really sad to being really angry and I just think, my mum is not this stupid. Perhaps to help
0: deal in some way with her furious grief of the loss of relationship with her mum, Casey did what writers do.
2: I wrote an opinion piece talking about how hard it is to love a conspiracy theorist and how much it breaks my heart to watch my mum's decline and the end of my relationship with her as a result of her conspiracy theories. I think my motivation for writing it was to show a more nuanced response for conspiracy theorists because we're not going to deal with the problem if we just say they're all idiots.
0: While Casey's pretty sure her mum hasn't read it, it did appear in mainstream media after all, A lot of other people did. Her inbox was flooded with a huge number of emotional emails from people in the same boat.
2: There was a lot of heartbreak in the responses, sharing their stories about how their loved one has gone down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole and they have very little or no relationship with that person again. But it wasn't just family members of conspiracy theorists that
0: Casey heard from.
2: I tell you, if you want to be trolled, you should write an article about conspiracy theories. What a fucking load of bullshit you're writing in that rag.
0: The conspiracy theorists wanted a piece of her. That's enough people wake up.
2: They won't be conspiracy theories anymore. We will remember your bullshit. Thanks for the publicity, though. There was such anger and hatred in response to my article. What I did was, I didn't just threaten an idea. I threatened their whole worldview and their identity.
0: Overnight, Casey found herself at the centre of a conspiracy theory. She's getting emails and tweets, finding vague ambiguities about a random corner of her life that the trolls have zoomed right in on. Casey is the author of a book called 30 Something and Over It. Casey is currently in her 40s. The trolls are calling Casey a liar because how disingenuous of her to write a book about being 30-something whilst actually being 40-something. The kicker here is that the book was published over a decade ago. A fact that's easily discoverable with a very half assed Google.
2: They concluded that I was a plant from the CIA. For Casey...
0: Becoming the subject of a conspiracy theory has pulled back the curtains a little on how the whole conspiracy thing works.
2: When you are determined to find a conspiracy theory in something, you will find it. And truth and fact is irrelevant to that.
0: The third category of emphatic responses to Casey's article... Was emails from a variety of mental health professionals. Hi Casey, I'm a retired psychiatrist. You have a major problem on your hands relative appears to be suffering from a mental illness. A late onset paranoid schizophrenia is the most likely diagnosis. The rather lengthy email goes on. that as part of their illness. They firmly believe they are well and, can and on be to, how to get him or her treated when they do. To conclude to that the only way forward for Casey is to forcefully admit her mother a to, to others, psychiatric care. To get them
2: First of all, I don't think anybody should be diagnosing anyone based on a 600-word article, and it was also obviously very disturbing to receive it. But at the same time, I I am grateful for those people to take the time to offer their opinion because it actually makes sense to me. My mum's decline, her paranoia, she feels like the government is tracking her. When she goes for walks, she leaves her phone at home because she doesn't want to be tracked. And she's so scared of the world. It makes me think that this level of paranoia may actually be early onset dementia. And that really worries me because I know that early intervention is important at a time like this. But yet I'm completely powerless to intervene in any way she would absolutely not agree to being tested. Um, She would feel that any medical intervention would be specifically designed to silence her. It's an unsolvable problem at the moment. I feel like if I wait for my mum to come around, to reach out, I'll be waiting forever. So it's my decision to decide how much I'm going to put up with and tolerate and how much I'm willing to humour her. That's the approach that my brother takes most of the time. I hate the idea of that duplicity and having such an inauthentic relationship with my mum, but having no relationship may turn out to be worse. My only hope is that when the vaccine frees us from coronavirus, it will also free us from the worst of the conspiracy theories. And I will get my mum back. I wouldn't bet my house on it.
1: <laughs> but that's my hope. Thanks to Alex Lollback for that story. And to Casey for sharing it with us. Next time, on days like these, a dusty outback town, a passionate gem lover and the discovery that would change his life and what we know about the history of the Australian continent. Oh,
0: you know, if it was a movie, it would be one of those golden sunbeam moments in the Blues Brothers, you know. An a choir of angels or something, you know, extravagant like that. I mean, it was just extraordinary. And I knew I had something special. I knew.
1: You can hear more wild true stories by searching for Days Like These in the ABC Listen app or by clicking subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If there's a story you want us to hear, please share it with us. You can record a voice memo or send us a note. We are dayslikethese at abc.net.au. Days Like These is hosted by me, Elizabeth Koulas. Our lead reporter is Pat Abud, And our Season 1 reporting team includes Alex Lowback, Sam Wicks and Monique Boltley. The supervising producer for this episode was Claudia Taranto. Our researcher is Tamar Kranswick. Our digital team includes Andrew Davies and Michael Delaney. Sound design on this episode by Kerry Dell, with thanks to Timothy Nicastri and Stephen Tilley. Our wonderful executive producers are Ian Walker and Rachel Fountain. Our theme song is Yeah Nah" by The Gooch Palms, courtesy of Ratbag Records and BMG. Extra music by Russell Stapleton. See you next time. again if you want to find out more about the whole post-truth world that we're living in let me tell you about a new series on the abc's science friction podcast it's called Clicksick, and over three episodes abc's technology reporter Ariel bogle joins host natasha mitchell to take you down the rabbit hole of fake health fixes and conspiracy theories this pandemic has been riddled with them and social media has helped them spread so why are they so appealing especially now and what harm can they actually do here's a taste In Clicksick, you'll hear how our closest relationships are tested. He told me I've been
2: on the Victorian government website and the coronavirus testing is bullshit. The wild history of how nation states exploit pandemics to serve their geopolitical
0: interests. And then they started basically accusing the United States of developing HIV AIDS, the bioweapon. And how wellness can sometimes make you sick. All I'm doing is sitting here and telling you my story and what I did. Hi, I'm Ariel Bogle, the ABC's technology reporter, and this is ClickSick. A new series on science fiction, where we track down the origins of the dodgy posts and videos that have spread during the pandemic.
1: It really can lead
0: to unintended consequences. Why are are some people taking all of their health advice from people who are really good at putting content on the internet? Now we're realising what it's like to live in a public square that has no rules. Why sharing isn't always caring. Join us for ClickSick on Science Friction from ABC RN and ABC Science. Listen or subscribe to Science Friction wherever you get your podcasts and look for ClickSick.